0: Hello, and welcome to the Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 23. Today we're going to be going over the Havemaw again, and I have Lore with me. How are you doing, Lore?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you very much. And okay. I noticed that you should probably get a little closer to the microphone, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, we're doing a slightly different setup here. Um, Lore was nice enough to have me over, so we're using his recording equipment. He has real microphones instead of the kind you wear on your head. So, a little bit of station news I suppose. Um, you may notice last month and this month the song the opening and closing songs are different. I recorded new ones. Uh, piece of advice, always back up your files on your computer because my Linux machine crashed really hard and I lost all my files. But I needed to make new intro music anyway so I guess it turned out well. Also please feel free to visit our website at www.hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. If you had any email for the show, I would love some feedback. Please send that to hugenhoffpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find that email address on the website, as well as some other email addresses. They all go to my personal inbox, so any email address you see there will work just fine. Uh, one last thing. If you are not listening to this on Northern Runes Radio, I would suggest checking them out. Um, the schedule's there. You can, you can listen to the show. I, I don't, I personally don't do live. There are, I think, some live shows there, but still you can listen to it on a certain schedule. And there's a lot of other good podcasts there. Uh, I really like the podcasts that they host there. So, even if you don't like this show, check out their other shows there, because they've got some good stuff. Okay, we're going to jump into the Havemaw.
1: I have a question. So, are you saying that your your the original intro music is completely gone? Yep, completely gone. Was it not backed up somewhere? Nope. You don't have it on SoundCloud? No. No, I don't think I have those on SoundCloud, no. Are you sure? Pretty sure, yeah. I think there was a MySpace one at one point as well that may be there. Now I moved all that stuff to SoundCloud. I don't... I never I never published these. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, you could take a snippet from an old show and throw it in there, but yeah, that probably wouldn't work so well. Yeah, because the of the fade out. Yeah. Um
0: I start talking over the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm just going to mention this. I don't normally self-promote myself, but SoundCloud dot soundcloud.com is where I put my other music. So feel free to listen to that. Oh, okay. Okay, let's jump into the Havaman now. Okay, I do believe we were on stanza 105. Um, Lor's got the Abema, um Hollander edition, which is my favorite, and I'm still reading from poetic um, com, and that link will be in the show note. Okay, 105. The mouth of Ratti made room for my passage, and space in the stone he gnawed. Above and below the giant's path lay, so rashly I risk my head. Okay, and I've got a note here. Ratti is the traveler, the gimlet with which Odin bored through the mountain to reach Satung's home. I do believe we talked about the Satung story a little bit last time, where Odin gets the poetic maid. One part of that is um, the giant had to bore a hole through the mountain to uh, let Odin uh, actually get to the poetic maid. And the first time he did it, he was like, Oh, the hole's done and Odin was um blew into the hole and like the rock chips came back proving that the hole wasn't actually done. He's like, hey, finish it. So he did. Uh Okay, so what's this stanza saying, and is your have all significantly different or about
1: the same? Well, my uh note says one oh five and one oh six are interchanged according to Simgen. So, okay. I mean, I have something, and I think it's supposed to be the same thing, for, and, it, and it looks like 106 is your 105.
0: Okay, so it seems like they're interchanged. Yeah, I think my 105-106 order seems to make a little more sense, but I guess they were interchanged for some reason. So, in Hollander, what's your 106,
1: I guess? Uh, Or maybe I'm confused. I don't know. I just read the note before I read anything. Just, okay. This is the, one, the one you were talking about says, eating through rocks and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, with auger I, there ate my way through the rocks I made me room, over and under, where the etons paths, thus dared I life and limb.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's my 105.
1: Okay, that's 105. So that I is 105, okay. I, I just Like I said, I was reading the note when you were talking and I kind of got lost, sorry.
0: Okay, so they're the same, but maybe... But they sound... Comp- well, They sound a little different, but I think... I don't know if this is um, like the normal thing that we do where we're giving, or Odin's giving advice, or if this is just getting at an actual lore story. I think it's a lore story. I, I think you're right, because we remember that story. Um, I do believe we covered it last week, Odin wants the poetic mead, he goes and he throws his um, whetstone in the air, a really nice whetstone, and the servants kill each other for it, who are working the fields. Now there's nobody to work the fields, so Odin, going under a different name, of course, approaches the giant and says, I'll work your fields, get everything in, if you give me a drink at the poetic mead. He agrees. When payment is due, the giant's like, oh, well, I'm not... I'm not giving you that anymore, and they go through some things, and eventually Odin convinces him, yeah, you have to give it to me, and that is when he, the giant says, well, the poetic meat is up here, guarded by Gunloth in this tower, and Odin is like, okay, well, bore a hole in there, and I'll turn into a snake, I believe, and crawl up there and get it, so the giant agrees, and he bores he bores the hole and that's what this stands is about when he bores the hole. And actually what he did first is bore the hole and and he was like it's ready and then Odin blows into it and like the chips of rock come back so he knows it's not complete, so he makes him finish it. Um So I think this 105 is setting that up. So let's go on to 106, because I think that's the next part of the story. Uh, Gunloth gave on a golden stool a drink of the marvelous mead, a harsh reward I did let her have for her heroic heart and her spirit troubled sore. This has to do with the next part. He gets up there and sees Gunloth and um, he seduces her for the poetic mead and she lets him drink of the mead and then he turns into the eagle and flies away. So... A harsh reward did I let her have? That's kind of getting at, you know, she gave him the mead, which he asked for, and all of that stuff, and her only reward was being abandoned by him, basically. And we can look at the story, and this is always a fun one to say, like, well, is what he did wrong? Did he break an oath? Et cetera, et cetera. And I would like to point out that, personally, I don't think he did. I mean, no autonomy was broken, He asked for a drink of the mead, and she gave him the mead. A little wily, maybe, that he seduced her first. But but nothing actually immoral, just socially unacceptable went on there, I would think. Yes. (laughs) Okay, now I think 107's going on... Okay, I, I think that's basically the end of the story in the have them all for now. So it's probably just pointing out that that's a good story to know. And I mean, we may even do a podcast about that story in the future. Um, but yeah, that's a good story. How Odin Gets the Poetic Mead. So you can read that in detail and explore it further yourself if you want. So I'm going to move on to 107. The well-earned beauty, well I enjoyed, little the wise man lacks. So Othra now has up been brought to the midst
1: of the men of earth. Do you have anything different? Um, well, I get a couple of notes for this. Oh, good. Uh, of the well-bought matter, there's a note, following Eagleson's emendation, uh, I made good use to the wise now little is lacking. For Othrunrir, which is... There's a note for that. Exciter of inspiration. Hear the name of the Mead of Scaldship. Um, It is now in Othin's possession. So he's still talking about the Mead. Oh, okay. Um, now up is Bront, and one for the Lord of all Whites.
0: So this is... I was wrong. This is still talking about the Poetic Mead and bringing it to... The world of men. Um, and I guess to go on to that story a little more, after Odin turns into an eagle, and fly, he flies back to Asgard, and he's chased by the giant who's mad now. As he's flying, some of the mead, because he, he drank the mead, but he didn't swallow it. So when he's flying, some of the mead like, falls out of his mouth and falls to earth. And it's said that the people the mead fell on. Um, became the poet of the earth so sort of a story of how odin is bringing um poetry into the world which i actually like it's kind of interesting that not
1: intentionally
0: well that's a good point it was not intentionally it fell out accidentally um and gave gave poetry to people but i i like the story behind it because how many poems are oh i should have silenced my phone sorry Um, how many, how many poems are about things like love and seduction and love affairs and stories and complicated stories? It's kind of neat that that story created the poets of the world. What do you think about the not intentional, though? I did not actually thought about that before. Is there significance?
1: I would think so. Like, if you are a powerful being, it happens where you scatter things about and other creatures get a hold of it and make use of it. That happens. Mm -hmm. I I think it shows that at that particular moment, there was no thought to the human.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because we have other moments where it seems like the human is really paid attention to. We have... uh, Odin Hoder and Loder giving the spirit and and rosy cheeks and all that stuff back in the valsapa. So at that point in time, Odin himself seems very interested with the gods but but this is almost like
1: an accident but an accidental thing. Now again, we could be reading it as an accident. it could be a purposeful accident. It could mm-hmm. be an intended outcome. but we don't know that because it doesn't say it's listed as if it was an accident though.
0: That's true. It sounds as if it's an accident. I I wonder if that was part of the grand plan in the beginning or not. Um I'd be an interesting thing to ponder. I I don't know if this story ever actually says or not. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh we're going to leave it there. Um, if anyone wants to write in on their thoughts, please feel free to do so. I'm going to move on to 108 for now. Oh, uh, real quick, I think it is significant to keep in mind that this story is saying that Odin did give poetry to men. He is very much a god of poetry. Okay, I'm going to move on to 108. Hardly, methinks, I would. Hardly, methinks, would I home have come and left the giant's land. Had not Gunloff helped me, the maiden god, whose arms around me had been.
1: Again, I don't like the way that is said.
0: Do you, is Hollander different? Go ahead and yeah. read him.
1: Unharmed again, had I hardly come out of the Etten's Hall, and Gunloff, or if Gunloff helped not, the good maiden in who, whose loving arms I lay. Your no, sounds more, uh, lowbrow? I want to say, or uh, methinks, yeah, that's yeah. not something I would use necessarily, but no no,
0: yeah, you know it's a little side note. I prefer Hollander. I like sacred text because it is accessible, and everybody listening to it just has to you know click on that link in the show note or honestly, Google have more sacred text. That would actually probably be faster. It's very easy to find. It's very accessible, which is why I like reading from it. Hollander is a scholar. He studies language, uh, particularly like this old Icelandic type of poetry. He really has an ear for the poetic. So, stylistically, he almost always sounds better. Um, but what this is getting at? This is still going over the story. He needed Gunloth. He he wouldn't have been able to do this without her. Gunloth is an interesting character because she is the daughter of a giant and a giant who is hostile to the gods. But she herself does not seem to be an enemy of the gods. She seems to really help him out. Her role as, you know, it's it's tempting to say good guy, bad guy. Um, Odin's a good guy, the Giants are bad guys. Heimdall's a good guy, Loki's a bad guy. And generally speaking, those categories hold pretty well. Sometimes, in things like Gunloth it's, it's really hard to say, is she a good guy or a bad guy? And I think that's the nature of the world. It is
1: complex. Well, she's, well, daughter giant, so giant. Mm-hmm. But she is like a person would be just a anybody is just something they're not necessarily an evil or good we're just yeah. our actions and her actions didn't show any ill intent
0: no no they didn't and i i think it's important to remember scotty for example um and uh Gerd mm-hmm. are both giants but they have married the gods, or they both married a god, and they're you know, part of I don't want to say part of the Aesir, because that's almost like the race of gods, but but they kind of are.
1: Well, in the, they're the gods now. Skani married a Vanir.
0: Well, a yeah. Vanir god. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to say Aesir, because like, um, Frey and Frey and Yord are all Vanir, but they work with the aesir i mean you know what they what i mean they're they're all on the same side so you do actually have giants which are traditionally enemies of the gods being on the sides of the gods
1: and that's why loki was hanging out with him for a while because loki was a child of a giant if i remember correctly in a mm, in a yeah. witch or something or maybe just a giant
0: uh i I have to check now i, I think you're right about which though
1: I know
0: had a witch wife. Yeah, um, I had a witch wife. And Loki is another interesting character, because if you read some of the early stories, he is very much on the side of the gods. He is helping the gods. He is
1: Odin's blood brother. Even if he is very mischievous, even at that yes. point. Yes, he's very mischievous, but he he would make
0: mistakes or more no more realistically he would play pranks that were yes. not good pranks to play yeah. but he would he would fix them and he was a friend of the gods until the betrayal at um the portrayal with um balder and, and then, then, the, then the dinner at uh, the dinner right at, what? Oh, man i can't remember the name right now i'm um, horrible Somebody these name. names yeah um and that is, uh, the flighting of Loki, a, a good story to, to read. Um, and also the death of Baldur is another good story to read. They're, they're sort of connected, but he was basically responsible for killing Baldur and then he goes and insults all the gods and, and at, at those betrayals, it's too much and he becomes an enemy of the god. But he's not an enemy of the gods because he has um giant Giant blood blood. in him yeah because we have giants well and and even if you think of all the the gods you had um bor and besla and besla was a giant Mm -hmm. and uh, they were the ones who uh gave birth to odin and then odin's the father of most of the gods so if you think about it all of the gods are at least half giant and then you know, well, they, Thor had a giant mother, so he's like three quarters giant.
1: It's almost like you you're called a giant because of the stance you you belong with, and uh, or like it it's shown that they kind of were born at the same time, as if they were siblings. All the mm-hmm. all the gods and giants in the early world.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, but they do have distinct. Beginnings you know with yeah. the giant being what licked out of the the giant or the giant feeding off Abdullah and then Boar i mean well we had Boar being licked out of the eyes, yeah yeah, so i know I don't know i I feel like giant could be a separate race, everybody who's descendant from Yamar. And you could say there's another distinct race of everybody descendant from Burry. But there's been a lot of mixing of those two bloods. And I kind of think you're right that giant... Giant seems to have multiple terms on one hand. Generally, when you say giants, you think of the enemies of our gods. You know, the ones who are trying to destroy the gods. But when we call Scotty a giant, or we call Gerd a giant. It is they are born of the race of giants who are currently living in Jotunheim. Uh, but it's not oh, they're bad. Because they're not. They're, they're allies of the gods now. So, I don't know. That's a bit of a tangent. I <laughs> Sorry, microphone moved. Sorry about that. I'll just edit it out and make it sound like I did something cool. Um, I guess what I'm getting at on that whole rant is just because you're a giant doesn't mean you're bad. But generally speaking, giants are bad. It has to do with are you a friend of the god or are you an ally of the gods or not. It's not this is good. and Giants aren't demons. That's what I'm getting at. Giants aren't demons. They're not all evil and necessarily bad. There's good ones out there too, and, and Gunloth is just one more example of that.
1: Alright, so one oh nine.
0: Yes. The day that follows the frost giants came, some word of whore to win, and into the Hall of Horror. Of Bulverk they asked where he back midst the gods or had Sutton slammed him there. Um Bulverk is the name Odin was using at the time. Which means
1: evildoer. Yes it does. And Bulverk's burden would be Mead Yes. So it's an evildoer's burden. <laughs> it's
0: an evildoer's burden, yes. Um I do like Bulwark's burden because it yeah it would be you could argue poetry because that yeah. was the meat of poetry which gave poetry to everybody else. But it 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 was that um sacred mead. That that was his burden. Just some kinnings here for fun. Of course, yeah. Okay, so what's this getting at? Blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, so some giants came to the hall and said, hey, is Bulverk, uh among the Aesir, or, or was he killed by Sutton? Right.
0: Oh, it says Hor is another name of Odin, so into the Hall of Hor, into the Hall of
1: Odin, or into the Hall of the Gods. Right. Because they didn't know Bulverk was Odin. Right.
0: And this is a common theme. They rarely... Odin goes by all these fake names for a reason. He he wants to keep things separate. Okay, so the Frost Giants came and right, like Lore said. Is Balverk here or did Sutton slay him? Okay, so let's again continuing with this story. Um let's go to one ten on his rings for Oath and the Oath methinks. Who now this troth shall trust. Sutton's betrayal he sought with drink, and Gunloth to grief he left. Um, what does yours say? Because I have trouble
1: understanding that. Okay. An oath on the ring did Othin swear. How put trust in his troth? Suttons he swindled and snatched his drink, and Gunloth he beguiled. So he's, he's oathing that he did this.
0: Okay. And he did... Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: I don't know. You, uh, yeah, I, well, I have a note for the swearing, if you care. Yes, please. Uh, that such a person was not among the gods, or that he acknowledged gunloth as his wedded wife, the oath on the ring attached to the heathen altar was a special solemn one. Well, yeah. But here, um, uh, Hollander's trying to say that either... He swore a person was not there, or that person was out there, or he acknowledged that Gunlock was his wedded wife, is the understanding that Hollander is saying here. Hmm. From the words that are translated, that's not
0: what I'm getting. Yeah, that's not what I'm getting either. Um, that wasn't my understanding of the story. But again, I mean, I'm not an expert on this. We're just. From what I'm reading, it just says, yep. I yeah. Did, I did it. That's what it sounds like to me, too, and. That makes more sense to me and my understanding of how the story happened. Uh, if anyone has more insight, please write in. But yeah, it sounds to me he's saying, yeah, I did it. So let's move on to 111 because that's we're kind of in agreement on that. It is time to chant from the chanter's stool by the well of earth I was. I saw and was silent. I saw and thought and heard the speech of horror. Of runes I... Heard of runes heard I words, nor were counsel wanting at the Hall of Whore. And the Hall of Whore, such was the speech I heard. Mm. And I have a long note. Um, I guess several notes. Okay, do you want to read your version?
1: Okay, uh, I will I will follow each one with the note that is given. Okay. So, tis the time to chant on the sage's chair. I have the note. It says, beginning of the so-called Lay of Lud Fefnir. At the well of Earth, fifty-one, uh, there the gods assembled for council, See the Volsoba. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh I saw but said not. I saw and thought, listened to Har's lore, fifty two. Accepting Molenhof's amendation, oh that's a am- amendment. Mm. Uh, of runes I heard men speak, unraveling them at the hall of Har in the Hall of Har and so I heard them say. So, yeah, I'm just going to sit here. I was I was listening to what's going on. I didn't say anything, but I saw and thought. And uh, here's what I heard.
0: Okay, and I'm going to read my note. Um, it looks like for these next few stanzas, 111 through 138, Laud Fafner is apparently a wandering singer who from his chanter stool recites the verses which he claims to have received from Odin. Um blah 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 and then it's just saying some stuff about this stanza is apparently a corrupt form blah 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 some people like to reject certain lines hopefully they'll mention which ones yeah okay so I think we're going to get into some of the rune the, the rune related stuff
1: um I'm not sure how deep we're going to go into all these <laughs> it goes to 137 so from yeah. from 111 I'm sorry I had the microphone away from 111 to 137 uh these tales that luffner is giving us from the hall he listened
0: okay so we we might go through these rather quickly uh we'll just kind
1: of see how it goes i didn't make a note of when we started <laughs> Give me a second. If you'd hold my mic, I'll go in no. there and check that out.
0: And I'll either uh, cut this out or <laughs> just leave it in to make us look unprofessional.
1: 27 minutes. So we, we have half hour to go if uh,
0: you want to do an hour. Uh, yeah, like an hour. I think that's good. I'm going to leave that in to make us look unprofessional. Awesome. Or uh, friendly, like we're just regular people. Even we're though we're
1: not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Okay, let's get into this and see how far we can make it. 112. I read thee, Lord Fafner, and hear, and hear thou my read. Profit thou hast if thou hearest. Great thy gain if thou learnest. Rise not at night, save if news thou seekest. Or
1: fain to thee outhouse would fare. Okay. You know what? Get rid of that. Let's just read this, <laughs> what I don't know, hear oh. thou, Lord Fafner, and heed it well, learn it, twill lend thee strength, follow it, twill further thee at nighs or at night, rise not but to be ready for foe, or to look for a spot to relieve thee. See sounds so much better,
0: Ah, uh, it does, I might actually have you do the reading on these next few because I do like how Halunder does it better. Um, so I feel like we've heard similar things about being ready all the time. Yeah. Certainly makes sense coming from Odin, which these are what, I guess, Lod Fafner heard from Odin, so I feel like we've already done the always be prepared thing, but that seems to see what was getting at.
1: Well, you know, you get in your old age, you start repeating yourself. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, now, truly, the Havamont <laughs> is created from Probably a few different sources, yeah, like this is what Lode Fafner overheard Odin saying, so it it makes sense that there's going to be a little repetition, well it could be a duplication as another yeah. interpretation, so right, right, or maybe it's just really important and bears repeating, but i I think the duplication uh is probably there and in another interpretation again. Du- Lots of stories put together.
1: All right. All uh, right, let's move on. You want me to do this? Yeah. Okay. I like one, yours better. 113. Hear thou, load Fafner, and heed it well. Learn it, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, twill further thee. In a witch's arms, beware of sleeping, linking thy limbs with hers. I think we've been over this one. Basically, too. But why? Tell me why. Oh, wait, it does. 114. Okay. She will cast her spell, that thou carest not to go, to meetings where men are gathered, unmindful of meat, and mirthless thou goest, and seek thy bed in sorrow. Cast spells on you. Don't marry a bitch. Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean... I, I wish. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Um, I think you could probably take it either way, of like, you shouldn't marry. You, you shouldn't, you know, get involved with a witch because she'll cast spells on you. Or also, I mean, there are certain not witch in the classic sense, but manipulative people who control you.
1: And this is just saying, women hey, who control you, you, you. you don't want to. You don't want to have a person who won't let, allow you to go out and talk with guys or uh, kind of beguile you from eating meat and kind of being sorrowful without mirth. Yeah, yeah, that's,
0: I think that's a big part of it too. You want, you don't want someone who's going to pull you out of society because it's important to remain part of society and, and also to do the things that you want and enjoy your life and not have someone just control you all the time. And of course,
1: we're not saying that women should not also have that ability as well. Right, But these are male-centric statements a lot of the time. That is true. It's
0: more often than not from the standpoint of a male, which makes sense since Odin is saying them and he's a male, right? I just wanted to clarify. Okay, no, thank you for that.
1: Uh, let's move on. All right, one fifteen. Hear thou, Lord Fafner. and he did well. Learn it; twill lead thee strength. Follow it; twill further thee. Beware lest thy the wedded wife of a man thou lure to love with thee. But why? <laughs> oh no, wait we is. talked about yeah, autonomy yeah, a long time yeah. ago
0: um this is a classic don't steal other
1: people's wives well mode. it also says beware because it could also mean you may not know she's married He may not tell you you got to be a little bit inspective of people that before you do things is a very good
0: point um the obvious one is don't seduce other men's wives all sorts of bad things happen you get in trouble, autonomy etc but that's an excellent point you bring up some girl could be trying to get with you and you're like oh well this seems good to me but yeah she may be married and not tell you so it is wise and again these are sayings to be wise you know if you get involved with a woman who's married and you don't know she's married, morals, are you responsible? You know, maybe, maybe not. It's more on her because she's the one who didn't say she was married. But, let's look at practicality. The other guy's still going to, you know, possibly kill you, um, beat you up. You have some duty just out of pragmatism to not get involved with a married woman. Also, if you just bed somebody that you don't
1: know, ah, uh, yeah. Well, that, I would not say that's a good thing either. That's probably not a good thing. Multiple bad things can happen because of that: diseases and huh? crazy yeah. people. Yeah. So beware. Yeah. All right. One sixteen. Hear thou, Lord Fafner, and he did well. Learn it; twill lend thee strength. Follow it; twill further thee. On fell or firth, if to fare thee list, furnish thee well with food. So eat food, gather food, have lots of food, have food because
0: food is good. Right. That's fair. Now. Now also, let's keep in mind this was in like, you know, Iceland or Sweden or really cold places um, where it was actually very important to have plenty of food. So you can
1: make it through the winter, or if you're traveling,
0: or whatever. Right, it's
1: basically saying just store food. make sure you always have a store of food. Very important, absolutely.
0: I think that's very important. And I think we can, in today's society, broaden it a little bit more. Make sure you have a store of the things which are absolutely essential for you to survive. So have lots
1: of flash drives. No, no way, that's not right. To be honest, you can look at the Mormons and see how prepared they are. Okay. That may be a little... Much, yeah. but it absolutely is a a a thing to be thinking of doing. Uh, yeah. I would always say always have a store of seeds just in
0: case. I think that's a good idea, and I'm not saying turn into a prepper or something and have a bomb shelter somewhere. Wow. And, like, <laughs> I seeds and... And uh, frozen food, or or I mean canned food, whatever you ordered from the radio. (laughs) But it's a good idea to have maybe some seeds just in case something happens. And it's a really good idea to have a cache of food, both dry, canned, and frozen. Because, you know, let's just be practical. What happens if there's a massive power outage? Let's just say there's a massive power outage. Your refrigerator food and your frozen food aren't going to do you any good. You can you can start a fire and cook your canned food, and you're mm-hmm. not going to starve to death. And it is important to be that prepared. And this is why I have a wood
1: burning stove in my garage. Oh,
0: I wish I had a wood
1: burning stove. Aim with the house. It's uh, quite spectacular. I've used it a couple of times. It's nice. Nice, nice.
0: I think I've got i I've got a little camp stove. I actually use backpacking, but it doubles as an emergency stove plus i've got a fire pit so if i got really desperate yeah the fire pit wasn't bad it's it's hard to cook over though it would be hard to cook over i also have a gas grill so yeah and i've got gas boards there. so it doesn't take electricity just a yeah, you're to only it.
1: fine so long as that gas lasts that's that is true that the wood burning anything is pretty decent especially if you live near a wooded area i mean you can always burn yeah. paper you can burn whatever you want
0: Yeah, and I I do have a wood pet that I could use. My thought is the power outage isn't going to last for more than
1: three months. But you never know. You really do want to be prepared. I remember when the power went out in, the? Where was that? Was that New York or something? There was a massive power out for like a few weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. And those people were in desperate straits. Oh, they would be? A lot of them weren't prepared for it. Some of them were, and that was fine. Um, Using their cars for power for certain things, probably impractically for their phones, which probably didn't have cell reception. No, yeah, that wouldn't be a big good idea. Anyway, let's let's move on
0: for the pepper talk. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think it's just good advice. Be pre- be prepared for anything that could happen, and you need food. So,
1: let's move on. Alright, 117. Hear thou, Lord Fafner, and heed it well. Learn it, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, twill further thee. Withhold the hardships which happen to thee. For the knowledge of knaves, for know thou from knaves, thou wilt never have reward for thy good wishes. I have a note. Good wishes here uh, are here to be understood, it seems, as a kind of disposition towards him one confides in. Uh, Let's see here. Withhold the hardships which happen to thee from the knowledge of knaves. So, don't tell people that you don't trust about Mm -hmm. your hardships Mm -hmm. um, that will never have reward for thy good wishes.
0: Um, Maybe you won't get rewarded for your trust in them. Yeah. I don't want to sound, I I sound so cynical when I say things like this, but we all have problems, we all have hardships in life, and we all have things that bother you. It's, It's not necessarily a good idea to tell other people that, because they can use it against you. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm some super pessimist who thinks everything I say is going to be used against me later, but if they're not trustworthy people, they can use those things against you. I mean, if it's to discredit you in some way, if it's to blackmail you even, you have to be... every. Hardship that you have and problem that you've come across can be a uh, um,
1: liability.
0: So be careful who you tell those things.
1: And, I mean, this is not saying that don't tell people anything. This is just saying beware of the knaves, the bad people. Right. Like your your spouse, your close friends, and things like that. You should feel comfortable that, that telling be these different. things too. So and, and I fine. think in the sacred text they actually
0: used evil man, which... Mm. Poetically doesn't sound so good, but again,
1: somebody Evil who you shouldn't trust. <laughs> All right, right. Evil doer. All right, so 118. A man I saw, solely, sorely bested through a wicked woman's words. Her baleful tongue did work his bane, though good and unguilty he was. So, he so... saw a guy who was uh, beaten. Uh, verbally, Mm -hmm. by a woman's words, and, uh, it worked his bane? What does yours say?
0: Uh, this is 118, right? Yes. I saw a man who was wounded sore by an evil woman's words. A lined tongue his death blow launched, and no words of truth were there. His words? And no words of truth there was. A lined tongue his
1: death blow launched oh so her tongue her tongue the doer, because it wasn't his mm-hmm. so she lied about something and it caused his undoing mm. yes yes so I again think you're right. don't 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 trust those evil women
0: <laughs> <laughs> evil
1: women not women, yeah women yeah and 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 i do think it's easy I, I think this to, is just an example as a woman. Yeah. It could have been a man.
0: Yeah. It's sometimes it is easier to be deceived by a woman because it's like, Oh, she's pretty, I wanna date her, I want Well as a man, yeah, it can be, especially yeah. if you're straight. Yeah. Well <laughs> well yeah, obviously if you're gay then it would go with guys I I guess. But but when you get into having physical attraction to other people, so you're just you let yourself be deceived by attractive women a lot, so I I think that's why a lot of these warnings against deceitful women come up, but again the underlying point is very important someone even if you didn't do anything wrong, someone
1: can still get you killed through lots yes, alright 119 Hear thou, Lord Fafner, and heed it well. Learn it, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, twill further thee. If faithful friend thou hast found for thee, then fare thou find him full oft. Overgrown is soon with tall grass and bush, the trail which is trod by no one. So if you have a friend, be kind, gentle, Mm -hmm. be friendly, give gifts, Mm -hmm. uh, share. Otherwise that field will once more grow over and that friendship will be lost.
0: Yeah. That's my understanding. Um, <laughs> I think also mine mine is a little Well, I it's it's not different enough. I think another thing that might also be in there is seek him out often, that's, you know, visit him. Yes. That's and that's that's a huge thing, um, which I feel like comes up a lot, and I like in the have maw if you find... A, a good friend is not a common thing. And I'm not saying most people's friends are jerks. I'm saying in your lifetime, you're only going to find so many true friends who are honorable, interesting, keep your attention, etc., etc. That's not something to be taken lightly. For as antisocial as I am, sometimes, I actually think strong friends are very important. And once you find somebody that you really care about, don't let them go.
1: Agreed. Okay, let's move on. All right. One twenty. Hear thou, load Fafnir, and he did well. Learn it; twill lend thee strength. Follow it; twill further thee. A good man seek thou to gain as thy friend, and learn to make thyself loved. So go to your friend, or find a friend, and make mm. yourself. Uh approachable, a good person to be with.
0: Yes. And I think something in there, um, you will not necessarily just be minding your own business and then someone's like, hey, let's be best friends. I mean, you kind of have to put yourself out as a good person if you want to find good people to be friends with.
1: Start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how we wound up talking for right. so long. Right. Over ten years now. Been talking for ten years straight. <laughs> yeah. We just haven't recorded the whole thing. Yeah, my voice is going out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. All right, 121. Hear thou, Lord Fafner, and heed it well. Learn it will lend thee strength. Follow it will further thee. The first be not with a friend to break. Oh, yes. Uh, Who was faithful found to thee. For sorrow eateth the soul of him who may not unburden his mind. Uh, let's see here. Follow it, Be first not. Be The first be not with a friend to break who was faithful found to thee. For sorrowful eateth the soul of him who may not unburden his mind. So don't... I feel like this is saying
0: um, don't be the first one to just end a friendship mm-hmm. with a faithful person. Without talking about it. Without talking about it. Without having good reason. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that came up um, that we discussed. Oh, one of the Half-A-Maw shows, maybe the last one, maybe before, I I don't remember, where we were talking about certain times where you would uh, not interact with people for whatever reason And somehow it came up like, well, what if your friend does something that's basically wrong? Do you abandon them? And and I think we came to the same conclusion that's coming up here. If someone has been a faithful friend, find out what's going on. If they lied to you, no, it's not okay. But find out why they lied to you. Maybe they had a good reason. Maybe you can still work it out. Again, don't just throw your friendship away because the sorrow will eat at you. It
1: will... Bother you to lose a faithful friend. Yes. 122. Hear thou, load Factor, and heed did well. Learn it, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, twill further thee. Beware thou of bandying words with an unwise oath. Mm. That one's short. Eh, don't, uh, don't. See, bandy, bandy, bandy. That means have a duel of wits with words you know, have a, a struggle with a, a conversation back and forth of two opposing sides. Okay. So it is a silly thing to do with an unwise oaf. However, I would say it's very hard to decipher if a person is unwise if only one conversation you have. Yeah. So it would take but multiple. this this of course is saying that this is a known quantity. Mm-hmm. This is an unwise oaf. There's no point in having that kind of conversation. Right.
0: Now, wait, what, what stance is this again? 122. 128? Okay. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't necessarily want to talk with a bunch of dumb people. <laughs> All right. Shall we carry on? Yeah. I feel like that's even come up before, too. I feel like a lot of these have come up before. Um, well, again, so it's just
1: a different way of framing it. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I I just wanted to say that's kind of why we're going through these more quickly because a lot of them we've discussed. But yeah, let's move on.
1: Okay, one twenty-three. For from evil man, now ever wilt thou get for good or get reward for good? A good man though will gain for thee the love and liking of many. So, even if you are being good to a bad person, you're not going to get rewarded for it. But if you're going to be good with a good person, there's a lot of reward, not only just from them, but from other people knowing that they are a good person as well. It will gain you that reward of possible Mm -hmm. more friendship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think this uh, gets at another theme that seems to be running through the album of it's important to uh, spend time with and be
1: associated with good people. Absolutely. Um, 124? Then love is mingled when a man can say to a bosom friend what burdens him. Few things are worse than fickle mind. No friend he who puts. No friend he who but speaks thee fair. So, if a person is only... Okay, so, love is mingled when a man can say to a bosom friend what burdens him. Okay, I'm going to hmm. tell you these bad things that are happening to me. Mm -hmm. Because you're my close friend, we talked about it earlier, you don't want to do it to a bad person, right? so you're going to talk to your good friend, and there is nothing worse, or few things worse, than never telling your close friend what is burdening to you.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we are social beings, Uh, we just are. And I think it's important to be able to share the things that burden you with other people. And I wonder if this is sort of a response to that other stanza we had earlier where it said, don't tell an evil man. Mm -hmm. The (laughs) knaves. The knaves, yeah. Don't tell the knaves your problems. Yeah, don't tell people you don't necessarily trust your problems. But that does not mean don't tell anybody your problems because you need to say those things. You need to get those things off your chest. So tell your, your close friends and the people who are important to you. So yeah.
1: That makes sense. Okay. 125. Hear thou, Lord Fafner, and he did well. Learn it, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, twill further thee. Not three words shout with a worse man bandy. Off the better man forbears when the worse man wounds thee on the slight provocation. That was a note.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Don't say three words with a worse man bandy. Don't don't say anything to a a guy who's a, a worse man than you, uh, as in bad, not okay. as in poor. Uh, off the better man forbears when the worse man wounds thee. So bear the burden of the wound of the lesser man. I don't know. L- let Does me, that turn the other
0: cheek? Let let me read my one twenty five because it right. sounds very different. Um, wh- well. It says, With a worse man speak not three words in dispute. Ill fares thee better off when the worst man wields a sword.
1: Ah, ah, okay. A good man knows little of saying bad things to people, the bad man knows it well. Their sword is sharp while yours is a dump blade. Okay. I'm just making it up, but it sounds right. right to me.
0: Well, that, that makes sense. I thought it could e I wasn't sure if it was trying to get at, like, don't speak with bad people because they'll, like, pull weapons on you. Well, but, there's that too, I'm sure. I, I'm not sure if that's what it's saying or not. Ill fares the better off when the worst man wields a sword. I mean, I could see it don't argue
1: with the bad people because... It can actually, you know, they'll just get mad and pull up well, sword I mean, or something. in one twenty-two. We say, "Don't bandy words with an unwise oath." Mm-hmm. Here's an unwise oath. Let's not bandy yeah. words. I, I guess it could be either
0: one. You degrade into a stupid conversation, which is more just insults than ever anything else, or you actually degrade into physical violence. I suppose whichever way it's saying it. Don't get in arguments with bad people. And not so much don't not so much turn the other cheek as much as just don't involve yourself with them, period. They're not worth it. And you can also get hurt a lot. Okay. Because they're bad people. Don't associate with bad people. Alright.
1: Um shall we finish this page and call it? Because I think we're coming up on the amateur. Uh, how many do you have left on that page? I have two more. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Actually, I have three more, I'm sorry. Okay, let's do that then. Hear thou, load Fafnir, and heed it well. Learn it well, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, go further thee. Neither shoemaker be, nor shaft-maker either, but it, for, or but it be for thyself. Let the shoe be ill-shaped, or the shaft not true, and they will wish thee woe. So... Don't do a job that you don't want to do. Do a job yeah. that you wish to do, or you will do it unwell, and they will wish you woe. Yeah. I suppose that kind of makes sense. Could you hold this? Now close the windows. Okay. Oh.
0: As you close windows, um,. I think that makes sense. It's important to have... It's important to have good work. It's important to have quality work. And if you absolutely hate your job, because, you know, where I work, there are some... I, I like my job. It's, probably most people would say dull, but it's not that... I like it. Um, but the people who hate their job and complain about it all day long really do make bad uh, products. And if you make bad products, people are going to be upset with you. So it's better to do something you like. If you can do a job you love, you're going to make a better profit. I mean, a better uh, product. product. Well, also profit. Hopefully a profit. Hopefully a profit. Um, You should. You should be doing something you like because otherwise you're going to make bad products and, you know, people are going to be upset with you.
1: Okay. 127 Hear thou, Fatner, and heed it well. Learn it, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, twill further thee. If wrong was done thee, let thy wrong be known. And fall on thy foe straight away. Let people know that stuff happened. Absolutely. I completely agree with this
0: one. If somebody wrongs you, tell everybody.
1: Because, you know, here's the problem, though. We were earlier told only to tell our, our good friends the troubles that bother us. So are we saying that we tell everyone? Oh, I, I see what you're saying.
0: When it says the things that bother you, the woe that has befallen you, um, the ones you wouldn't share is, first of all, things you brought upon yourself. Things that are out of your control, like... um. I got bit by a snake. Now I'm deathly afraid of snakes. You wouldn't want to tell somebody your fears. You wouldn't want to tell somebody that. You wouldn't want to tell somebody your fears. Um, I can't afford my mortgage. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to tell somebody that. Those type of things they could use against you. But if someone wrongs you, you know, it's like these scam artists who scam people out of money I think it's very important that you get that information out there so other people know who this scammer is so they don't deal with them. Um, in today's society, if um, um, Walmart... I don't know. Actually, I better not call it a particular company. If a particular company does something that's wrong, that hurts you in some way, telling people... You know, maybe you can't get it through legally. Get them to stop doing it legally. Telling everybody is the way that you can make sure nobody else gets taken advantage of, and that's it's it's almost like a civic duty.
1: Okay. And then finally, one twenty-eight. Hear thou, Lord Fafner, and heed it well. Learn it; twill lend thee strength. Follow it; twill further thee. In ill deeds, not ever share, but be thou good. Or, but be thou glad to do good. In uh, ill deeds not ever share. Don't don't tell people about your ills, ill deeds. But uh, share your good deeds. <laughs> okay. So even to your closest friends, you cannot tell them that you did something against the Lord. Great. Hmm. What did your say?
0: Yeah, I was just reading mine. Mine says, "Great thy gain if thou learn." Oh, sorry. In evil never, joy shalt thou know, but glad the good shall make thee.
1: Makes even less sense. In evil never. In ill deeds, not ever share. Don't ever do an ill deed. Never share, as in do. Oh,
0: I think that makes sense. Never share in the act of doing ill deeds. But be thou
1: glad to do good, as in share a good deed. With others, so if there's a okay. venture that is a, a positive venture for everyone, join in, help them, yes. raise that barn. Right. Uh, if it's a bad one, don't 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 raise that barn. Mm. Get it? Raise Buy. Yeah. It. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's good one.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, it's almost common sense. Do good deeds and don't do bad deeds. But I guess it's a little more than common sense because. Just the fact that all of your deeds are going to affect both you and other people. It even harkens back to that don't do jobs you don't like because you're bad at them. Everything you do affects your friends, your family, the people who are close to. So make sure you're affecting them in the right way. Absolutely. Okay, I think that's about... uh it for today. Lord. did you have any final thoughts
1: on anything? I would like to say I just love the way Hollander uses language. It, 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 it's beautiful, and it, and, it, and it strikes a chord with me. And uh, before, I, long before, did I dislike poetry. Not because of Hollander do I like poetry now, but I find a greater appreciation for it as my love of language has grown. So I don't know it, it's a fascinating thing to read and listen to and just enjoy so get out there open up your poetic ears and delve deeply
0: Yeah actually I just um I'd like to kind of uh echo that I really think Hollander does a good idea I I mean does a good job he really is good with language the complaint uh, I hear about Hollander is sometimes he's hard to understand but it's because he is putting it in a poetic form, especially if you've already read the Poetic Eddas and, and the Have them All before. Read Hollander's translation. He's, he's very true to the original, and he really does do a good job of putting it in a poetic form. So, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, keep in mind, if you want to um, leave us feedback, send an email to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com, and that email address can be found on our homepage, www.hugenhof.org. So, with that, everyone, thank you for listening. Brawl
1: Hale.